Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Afternoon, at the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sakanik. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Wednesday. It's your sports bros, Rop and Souk. I am Rop. Sada. Big Souk's right over there. Sada. <laughs> uh, Ryan Buckley is here. Yeah, baby. Uh, we are having a big show. We have to talk about uh, the team that tried to trade for LeBron James at the trade deadline. Unsuccessful. Now, that would have gotten me to pay attention to the NBA. Yeah? Well, I mean, outside of the Blazers' over-under win total, like, I've got an eye on the NBA, and much like college basketball, I'm tuning in now, and and you like I've been watching the Blazers, so you see Minnesota when they're playing, but... To a large extent, the NBA until the NFL is over is a meh. But if this happens, I'm paying attention. Does uh, a little violence in the NBA make you perk your ears up? Because we got something coming across the wire right yeah. now. Yeah, what Oregon, happened? Oregon State great Drew Eubanks apparently got <laughs> to uh, he got punched. That's assault. Yeah, got I, punched in the face in warmups by Pistons uh, center forward Isaiah Stewart. Apparently, yeah, they're playing. Developing. Yeah, they're playing tonight, and I guess they, they the NBA says they're going to get footage of it. But yeah, I guess he he punched Eubanks in the face. Well, why would he do that? Well, I don't know. Mike. And in warmups, no less. It's not like they were like fighting for a loose ball. Well, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't during warmups. Said it was in the tunnel. So oh well, but it wasn't like it wasn't. At, I guess part of the game. No, no. They yeah, said yeah. The, uh, Shams had it. They said it was in the back tunnels of the Suns Arena today. So at at some point before the game, uh, Isaiah Stewart didn't like the cut of Drew Eubanks flat top and told him that. And then next thing you know, El Sucker Puncho. Maybe he didn't like the look of his face. It's possible. I love me some Drew Eubanks, but he does kind of have a punchable face. I can see that. Let's see where that's coming from. Well, like you said with flight attendants, you, you, you can't be doing this. No. We need signs up now saying assault on white NBA players or NBA players in general. Not acceptable. That's assault. Wow. You can't you can't go around wow. punching Drew Eubanks. You can't do it. So we'll talk about that. UCLA, uh, we haven't gotten much into uh, their hire and Chip Kelly and that whole thing and Ryan Grubb and that whole thing and all of that is coming up. And then uh, Club 1080 tonight, we have another yet, a, yet another uh, should they have turned the plane around story? <laughs> we have Usher's epic move uh, post Super Bowl, and I've been reading up on Timu you uh, know, yeah. since we spoke about Timu. I had a buddy of mine send me an article on Timu today, and boy, let me tell you, it sounds even worse than initially uh, thought. So that's in the club six to seven. Right now, the hot five at five. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. 
That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. College football could be adding a two-minute warning. This idea will be discussed by a rules committee later this month. Makes sense. Why? Well, the NFL, I mean, although, you know, in college, if you're going to do a two-minute, they got to get rid of the stupid, the clock stops on first downs. That's, you know. they they, they did. Yeah, but not to the not at the end of games. Yeah, in, yeah. inside. Inside whatever. What is it? Well, that's why they're adding the two-minute warning, right? Yes. Is that... Yeah. So the, there's a line of demarcation there? Yeah, that was always, I thought, always that was ridiculous. And I think it makes the end of games, it, I don't know, it takes something away from from the the, the skill of, of, of two-minute, the two-minute drill. I would like to tell you later about the history of the two-minute warning. Okay. I don't reading know. about that today. I can't, was there... Most people, yeah. Was there, there a time when there wasn't? Yes. Well, it, it goes way back, but the reason why it exists is kind of funny. Um, also, uh, they don't know how much support there is for that, so it may not be this year, but the two-minute warning, it's gaining momentum. Other rules changes to be discussed, sideline tablets, uh, coaches' challenges, and helmet communications. Okay, so it's just the Number last two four. minutes of each half. Well, yeah, that's what the two-minute warning is. No, 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 no. The, in college now. football, yeah, yeah, they changed it to the, the yeah. last two minutes. Well, this is what happens after a Super Bowl. One team, the winning team, extends the contract of its defensive coordinator. Steve Spagnolo, the first coordinator ever to win four Super Bowls, he gets a contract extension today. And the other team, the losing team, fires theirs. You gone after saying that they weren't going to make any changes on the coaching staff, and that was just yesterday. Steve Wilkes has been let go by the Niners. Yeah, and he didn't do a bad job. One, he had big shoes to fill. Uh, I think they were like third or fourth in the NFL. Was D'Amico Ryan's previous to him? D'Amico and then Sala was before that. Yeah, that's tough. I saw I saw one of the ESPN talking heads was on there blasting Shanahan, being like, you know, you, you keep going through defensive coordinators. Hey, jackass. They're getting hired for head coaching jobs. He's so, not getting rid of them. Exactly. Like, stop that. So, you know, Wilkes was was okay. But clearly you could see in, in the postseason they didn't live up to expectations, and Shanahan clearly had problems with him. We saw him, him yelling and calling timeouts on the, the sideline during the Super Bowl to to question his defensive coordinator. Ohio State has fired its basketball coach, Chris Holtman. The Buckeyes were 14-10 and 10 this season after winning just 16 games a year ago. A couple of names popping up already. Sean Miller, who's at Xavier. Tony Bennett at Virginia. And Will Wade, who's somewhere. Uh, McNeese, I think he said. Uh, the decision uh, will be the new ADs, Ross Bjorks, not the outgoing AD, Gene Smith. That's a good job, though. That's a great job. Ohio State. I mean, anytime you get... They got lots of money. Yes. And they're just going to keep getting more. And they, they dump resources into it. I mean, uh, he's getting $15.8 million to not coach. It's good to be Ohio State. What else is I going to tell you? I don't know. You want a cool college football or a college uh, basketball stat? What do you got? Top 10 teams this year on the road mm-hmm. are 32 and 35 against unranked teams. Didn't North Carolina just go down to Last Syracuse? Night. Yeah. 32 and 35 straight up on the road against unranked teams. That's 47.8%, which is 25% lower than average. Like, college basketball is nuts. I also year. saw there's an 0 and 26 team that is favored by five and a half tonight. Yeah, that's and, true. And if you want another little college uh, tidbit, uh, Tuesday is when uh, 
Washington State is the, the Kurt Schultz is going to present to the uh, the playoff committee his plan to keep Oregon State and Washington State in the the big leagues, and okay. they're going to get laughed at. But right. Tuesday right. will be a big day as they make their presentation. Right. Uh, the Sixers have signed Kyle Lowry as a backup point guard. Meanwhile, Woj reporting the Warriors made a play for LeBron James at the trade deadline. L.A. owner Jeannie Buss referred uh, them over to James' agent, Rich Paul, who gave them the stiff arm. Yeah. We don't, said, no. We don't know what offer was made. Uh, they weren't even allowed to yeah, present they, offers. It just was, Sounds like yeah. Paul and LeBron. Did you hear about the Morey text to the Lakers, too? Daryl yeah, Morey texted and said, hey, heard like LeBron Hourglass treat, what's up? And Palinka said, is Joel Embiid available? That's what uh-huh. I'm doing this. And then he hung up. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to all of that coming up this hour, but Golden State, you know, they, there's a chance they could revisit this in the offseason because James has a player option. It's like 51 million bucks. Yeah. But, you know, there's some talk he wants to play with Steph. It'd be pretty badass. Number one. Number one. Number one. And number one, uh, we had a shooting today, and it was uh, unfortunate. Uh, it, unfortunately, it marred the. Uh, Chiefs celebration in Kansas City. Shots were fired just as the Chiefs Super Bowl parade wrapped. Uh, Here are the latest uh, numbers. Reports are one person has died, but 22 were injured, eight of them children, uh, and three suspects were taken into custody. Of the 22 injured, all by gunfire, seven were immediately life-threatening condition, and eight more were in life-threatening condition. There's unbelievable video, one of, of spectators tackling one of the gunmen running away. There's video of, of spectators performing CPR on victims. It's just, it's heartbreaking stuff. But again, let's see. We've already gotten thoughts and prayers. Uh, we've already got conflicting news channels yelling and screaming at one another. We're already getting that's not a time to, to make any sort of rash decisions on it. And nothing will change because this is what we do. This is who we are. And it'll be rinse and repeat. And a week from now, no one will care and we'll just go right back to business as usual until the next one happens, and then we'll rinse and repeat again. The Hot 5 and 5 is brought to you by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victoricos.com. Uh, up next, the team that made a play for LeBron at the deadline. Of course, that tease is kind of out because I just told you. <laughs> so it was the Warriors. Was okay, the Warriors. it was the Warriors. But are they going to get Bronny no. and put Bronny and Steph and LeBron on the same court with one another. I mean, come on. And Kerr, let's go. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Shams is reporting that uh, oh, no. Isaiah Stewart and Eubanks were in the back tunnels, and they were chest-to-chest yelling at each other. Stewart swung, connected, and that the police are uh, involved at this point. So... Why are they involved? Well, my guess is you can't punch people in the face. That would... Well, I get that, but come on, man. You're Drew Eubanks. You don't need no cops. I I think it's one of those things that if you punch someone on the floor, that's one thing. I think if you punch him in the back tunnels... Well, that obviously there's there's a police presence there, and we don't know if he's been arrested or anything. It's just I mean, come Shams on, you're gonna is re- have the guy arrested. Shams is reporting that the police are involved. It's not very manly. Well, I got the impression from the what I read that maybe the police just happened to be there and like broke it up, like police security type thing. But I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, that sounds more like it. You can't feel good about getting your ass kicked though, and then calling the cops. Well, that's what I mean. It's like you know, I think in sports, like when guys when this happens, sure. You know, yeah. and it's sort of yeah. this understanding where it's like, all right, I hate you now and I want to fight you, but let's That's, not call the co- I mean, we're not going to have a court well, battle over this. No, but it can be it can be funky, man. Like if you're in the back hallways like that, like the worst thing that can happen is when you fight on concrete, if someone gets knocked down, people die. Head on concrete is a bad thing. There was one years and years ago where uh, Todd Bertuzzi was a, uh, a he's a hockey player and he jumped on the back of another player and broke his neck. Like, like ultimate cheap shot. Dude and was, wasn't there an assault charge that came with that, too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he literally broke a guy's neck. And there was one um, just the other night, a guy from the Ottawa Senators got a breakaway, end of the game, goalie had been pulled, and he was going down, and instead of just putting the puck in the net to end it, he took a slapper. I saw that. It started a big old fracas. And one of the other dudes from the Maple Leafs came up and took his stick and hit him right in the chops and uh, cold-cocked his ass. You know, he got five games, but, I mean, I mean, in theory, if you wanted to... Assault with a deadly weapon? Well, wait. You know, what, wasn't the... Didn't Draymond Green... I mean that punch it, to Jordan Poole was not. No, that was that was a good. That punch. was not a little slap. I'm guessing if Jordan Poole had wanted to, he 100 no, percent could have. This pressed is charges. my point: is he not going to press charges? Yeah, That's he got talked what, out of that by the team. I'm sure. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, I mean, look, I. I mean, that was a pretty nasty punch. I just yeah. I feel like, I don't know. We're 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 jumping the gun here. That the I know police are involved in any other way other no, than just, breaking it up. I'm just saying it is well within your right. Well, sure. When yeah. you get drilled in the face, you know. It's well within your right to uh, to do that. Yeah the uh, the video is not out yet, but I'm sure there is video of it because everything's on video these days. Yeah, and it will be leaked. But if it's tunnel, it might just be like property of the team, and then we'll see. I just don't Leak. know. I yeah. just don't know why we're so staunch about that. Like if, if I mean, it's it's one thing if if someone were to hurt me with a with a clear cheap shot. I'm standing there. Someone comes up from behind. And and hits me, and I face serious consequence. I fall down, crack man. I'm not saying the Jordan Poole thing. Why am I supposed to just let that go? Because it's a, it's it's sports. Because sports, yeah. Well, you're not supposed to. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's just kind of commonplace that that's how that happens. Yeah. It's it's never dealt with with police. Like to me, like Todd Bertuzzi back that was like in like 2005 or Didn't something. Ty Domi have one of those too. Yeah. Like your ass should go to prison. You broke a guy's neck. Like, in what world are you allowed to cheap shot someone 
and then break their neck and then be like, eh, sorry, sports. No, it's just it's it's a weird it's a weird line we play with that. Yeah, it's just sort of the it's that machismo sort of um Yeah, it's different. It's a different world. Yeah, it's not really assault. Don't get me it's wrong. It's just fiery. Text line suggesting could be beef between UW and Oregon State, as Isaiah Stewart went there, but yeah. I don't think they're there at the would, same time, though. Wouldn't that be over the Pac-12? Hell yeah. <laughs> they're, they're five years different in age, though. Stuart, I just checked. Stewart so made unlikely. fun of the Pac-2, yeah. and Eubanks is <laughs> like, Pac-2 my ass. Enjoy <laughs> your two-team two conference, Eubanks. Stewart's like, you taking a piece of this uh, like this two-piece right here, Pac-2, and then in with a left-right? Last time I checked, you're on the Pistons. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And he's on the Suns. <laughs> yeah. It is the Pistons, you know. Maybe he's just all pent up because they suck so bad. Did you see that stat last night? LeBron has played because the Pistons played the Lakers. LeBron has has played a thousand more games than the Pistons' entire starting five. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that's amazing! Isn't that nuts? Good grief! A thousand more yeah. games. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's kind of a surreal sort of moment. And and by the way, it is. It is the most under-reported uh, story because it, it's and it's crazy to think LeBron James, but dude, his old ass is playing freaking phenomenal. Yeah, he's great. That's I'm sorry, I don't know what he's on. I got a good idea, but uh, whatever he's on, dude, sign me up for some of What's that. He 38. I think he's I think he's older than that. He's not 40. I think he's 39. Let me look this up. His old ass is, you should not, yeah, he's 39. He hmm. turns, he turns this year, he'll turn 40 years What's old. What's his uh, birthday? It's in December, but. Okay. Yeah, he's 39 years old. Yeah, he's going to play with Bronny in, in, uh, in the Bay, right, I, Buckley? I would love that. Can I ask the question, Let's too? Let's go. Boys ass! Okay, so Bronny is a 6'4 shooting guard. How's he doing at USC? He's average. first off, USC sucks. Yeah. They're They're a bottom feeder. Mm. He is shooting 27% from the three-point line. Mm. He's shooting 35% overall, mm. and he's averaging five and three. To put it in perspective, <laughs> he's doing so poorly that when they like preview the marquee players for a USC game now, they have to put him up there because he's a big name, but they'll show two other players with their stats, and for him, they'll have platitudes like great team player, good like, instincts. And yeah. it's like, they don't put his stats up there because they're so bad. Yeah, he's We're a constantly guy. hearing... like. LeBron James, he literally was like, uh, he said this, like, two months ago, he goes, he could play on the Lakers right now. He can't play on USC's team right now. If he gets drafted this year. He can if, do the Lakers laundry. If he goes one and done, the greatest accomplishment of LeBron James's career, and I mean this, the greatest accomplishment would getting his sorry-ass kid drafted <laughs> after a one and done. That would be the worst player in NBA history to get drafted if Bronny goes one and done. Boy, you raise an interesting question. Who is considered the worst player in NBA history? Drafted or just the worst player? Because well, I mean, you know, yeah, it's two different things. Because it's tough. Because if if a guy just doesn't play a lot, we don't know how bad he is. Do you mean like a? Because yeah, I guess a, a guy that was notable that was bad that stuck around for I've a while. I've got a list here. Worst say, players like, ever. Yeah, like twenty I mean, worst <laughs> players in NBA history. See, that's it's a, it's a weird how thing. How do you begin to quantify that? Yeah, because you have to play in order to be one of the worst players. <gasps> Former Blazer Elliot Williams, number 18. Get right the hell out of town. <laughs> Elliot Williams is one of the worst players in NBA history. Well, according to this this list, um, <clears throat> Crittenden is on the list. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, well, he's in Mark jail Madsen. for He's in jail for murder now, isn't he? Mm, he was. I think he's out now. Uh -oh. Hashim Thabit, former Blazer great. Hey, I remember him. He was bad. He was. He Darko. was terrible. 
They've got Darko at 11. Darko was terrible. It oh. seems like there's a correlation to guys getting drafted relatively yes. high. Yeah. Anthony Bennett, 10. Yeah, so we, you're not going to give, These like, bust. that's like saying I'm the worst player in NFL history. That may be correct. But, but I you were a top 10 pick. I yeah. wasn't good enough to be the worst player in the NFL. Adam there Morrison, number eight. Morrison, Brian Scalabrini, huh? number seven. Come Get out of here with Scalabrini? that. Dude, he could ball. No, that, that's terrible. That NBA is champion, terrible. Brian Scalabrini? Todd Fuller, number six. I remember Todd Fuller. Where's um, Big Country Reeves? I'm just trying to think hey, of like right. Luke think of, Jackson could be in there of like bus. Michael Ruffin three, Sun Yu two. I don't remember. Sun he played Yu for the either. Lakers. And Cherokee Parks is number one. Cherokee oh, yeah. <laughs> Parks is the worst. Well, I mean, come on, this list is kind of stupid. Is it because but... he was just highly touted coming out of Duke. He, well, he was he a high draft pick, Parks? I think he went first round. Yeah, but he wasn't like top five, top ten. I don't think. I don't was think he? so. Hmm. He was like right around that loser Giannis. <laughs> Yeah, range. Giannis went like 15. 15 or something. That's interesting. I would not have assumed some of those guys. Well, like again, let's not. That list sucks. We should probably put together our own list if we cared. If you, When I say worst NBA player, mm. what? Ha. I was going to say, what immediately comes to your mind? Ha Sung Jin. It's funny. because he was terrible. Because that kind of pops into my mind, too. Like he is at the, he was it, just tall. Yeah, he was tall and committed fouls at an ungodly rate. <laughs> I and, think about and was that, trying to hurt people all the time. That guy E. Jan Leung or whatever his name was that they they had him do a combine and he was doing drills against a chair. That was like the only scouting anybody got. And then he was he was supposed to be the next Yao Ming and he was a total bust. Do you remember this guy? No. They called him the chairman because he was doing <laughs> drills around a chair at his combine. Yes, the chairman. That's Boy, a great. Nickname. I love the idea of, of the chairman. I think that's fantastic. You know, the NBA is interesting because, I don't know, in college ball, you can see guys that it's like, wow, how did, you know, that person should not be on the floor. Sure. Right? But I think when you get to the pros, especially rosters, you only have 15 spots on every roster. Yeah. Like, even the 15th guy, I mean, there's got to be some, you know, like. There has to be something. Yeah, it's, it's not like you get on an NBA floor. I mean, look. You can't really waste them on guys who can't play. Right. Right. It's like it's not like that guy does not belong on the floor. It's like, well, we see a couple things in this guy and maybe Every now could... and then you get a Udonis Haslam that sticks around for some reason and never plays, but uh but for the most part, no, everyone has to be able to add something. And I would think I'm trying to think Yeah, baseball's the same way. I think the rosters are too small. They they everybody's got to have I mean, you never see a ba- you see some bad baseball players. Yeah. But you don't see guys that are completely just shouldn't be out there. No. Right? You no. see why they what they see in them. There's something there. So if, if you're a punch and Judy, maybe you have a good glove or, you know, you're a switch or hitter just, or something. You know, you got potential. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just, That's a hard list to make. I just it's funny. I just was thinking like what name comes to, to mind. And it's funny because Ha pops up there for me. I don't know why, but I think about uh Olua Candy. Remember him? He was on the list. Candyman. He was number 20. Because I remember like him coming out and people were talking about how great he was going to be. And I think he went number one overall. And he just, he sucked but do rocks. You, can you think of, okay, so th- let's let's think about the Blazers. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of those. Well, there, um, yes, there are bad players. But how many times did a player, every time he took the court, you go, oh my God, this guy sucks so bad. <laughs> like that type yeah. of bad. Well, ha, cer- ha was one. Ha certainly comes to mind. I can't think of another that I thought that about. Where it just was immediately like, why, why are you putting him in the game? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think because, like, I think about like, 
you know, they had like like Dorian Green. Remember, there was always like some guy that the Blazers would have, and then like he would he would have like one game. That was Torian Green. Torian Green. Yeah. And people would like love him, and then you'd see him, and you're like, "What? This dude's freaking terrible." Who was the guy? You know, Luke Babbitt. When Babbitt played I for the remember, Blazers, I Babbitt. dude, he sucked so bad. Wasn't but then, the, wasn't that the one that Mike Rice was 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 talking about? He's like the best shooter in the draft, and he was talking about how great he was going to be. And he, well, I think he was talking about him in practice. Like, it was Barrett. Barrett. And Barrett was like, "Yeah, you guys should see this yeah. guy in practice." I'm like, Barrett, this guy is terrible. <laughs> well, Luke Babbitt, you know, ended up being okay. Yeah. After he left Portland, but I just remember. Every time he was in the game going, oh, my God, what is this guy doing on the floor? Who was the big European guy that had Skidavili? Remember? Skidavili. Skidavili. That was another one that any time he took the court, you were like, what in God's name is happening here? Like, I was going to say, there's some bad, like, random Euros that were tall that they they threw out there. Who was the big man that played for the Blazers? And I think he went to Georgia Tech. Oh yes! Do you remember him? The big weird redheaded yeah. kid. He was right? terrible. He was an Aussie. Yes. Yeah. What was his name? God, I know who you're talking he about. He goes and, on my list. Yeah, because it's 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 always some seven footer that uh, that they're like, well, he's tall, so let's give this guy a chance. Yeah, I remember that kid. Any what? He was a George Luke Shensher. Luke Shensher. Yeah, I remember. He's him. on my list. Man, there is a name I have not heard in <laughs> sorry Luke forever. <laughs> Who was the other? Again, now I'm thinking of like Euros. Remember they had a they had a European guy who always wore tall socks. Blazers. Yeah, the Blazers. Forty. He's number forty four. <laughs> it was just a number. It was a uh... white guy. Yeah. Never well, seen? he was he was Joel Prisbilla. Nah, dude. The 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 gorilla was great. <laughs> um, God, what was his name? <laughs> I can see him, and like I remember when they got him, people were like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be good," and he was effing terrible. I just remember I remember forty four in those those socks. It was like Mario. Oh. God, what was his, what was his name? It's gonna drive text program. Was it Hizonia, yeah. Was it? Yes. Was it Hizonia? Mario Hizonia? Yes. Hizonia. Dude, that guy kicked <laughs> rocks, and we were to, we were sold the bill of goods that this guy was gonna come in and be great. He freaking oh yeah, yeah. sucked. That wasn't that long ago. No, I was I was in in relative uh, short period of time. There's so many of those. God. I remember being told that Zach Collins was good, and let me tell you, he wasn't. I know now. A lot of good names coming in on the text line. Now he's fine. Yeah, Joel Freeland. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember Freeland. But the, the Blazers. Maybe he wasn't as bad as some of these guys were mentioning. He though. wasn't good. Look, we get sold the bill of goods a lot. A lot. Well, you know, look, I'm not calling anyone out, but you know who loves every guy that comes to Portland right now? Danny. Danny. <laughs> I Danny loves every guy that comes to Portland. There's always this, oh, this guy's got a little something. Like he just and and he watches with such intent and, and he can pick out like one or two good things that he likes about the guy and it's like Danny is the ultimate optimist. If I ever needed a third base coach, it would be Danny Meringue because that dude is wavy on in. He's sending, sending, he's sending, sending, and not only is he sending, but we're standing up. We're not even slide. You got this. He is the ultimate NBA optimist, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Hey, Royals may have two titles if Danny's over there. At third <laughs> That's base. right. He would have sent him. Did you guys see the text related to Joel Freeland on our text line? No. no. Someone had relations with Joel Freeland and another person, it appears. What? What? That's what it says. What do you mean? Someone stooped Joel Freeland? That's what it... Look at the text oh, line. Oh, come on. Get out of here. 
We need proof. <laughs> Send us the vid. Yeah. yeah, Jake Lehman. I remember Lehman. Lehman had he like wasn't a bad. He had a brief moment there where we loved ourselves. Some Jake no, Lehman. He, he wasn't in this category. Jake Lehman had some ups. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was fine, but again, he was another guy that we were uh, that we were told could could turn out to be something. And uh, no. dude, I'm sticking with my Luke Schencher pick. <laughs> People were high on Pat Connaughton, and then he was yeah. no good here, and then he was okay with yeah. What, the Bucks. He, I thought about him. He was crappy here, but he turned into a nice yeah. ball player. Yeah, he same had, as Babbitt. He had the ups. All right. Well, we got to nothing we wanted to there. No, we did. We got not. excited, but it's fun to name sports people. <laughs> But I'm telling you, go back and listen to the segment today when Danny was talking about uh, the the guy that they just traded for, the uh, Banton. Was it uh, Delano? Delano. Banton. Yeah. Let me tell you something right now. You know who loves him? You know who loves him? Some Delano. Danny Moran. I will say this: It feels like Blazer fans, and I, I'll be honest, I've not been watching, but people seem to like what they've gotten out of Tumani Kamara and Duan oh, yeah. Reed. So, yes. like Kamara, those two great. guys, I didn't. They're just throwaway names, hey, and man, people like those two the guys. Final so. pieces are in place. Every, I love it. Look. I think this is what it is. Every time I watch them, and I'm with you, Buck, I don't watch them often at all, but every once in a while I tune in. And all you want out of guys like Kamara and Reith or whomever. Play hard? No, you just want them to be like, well, that's not, you know, like, uh, hey, Hey, he's he's a pro basketball player. He didn't just turn it over. This is great. And that's really what you get, right? Yeah. It's like it's the backup quarterback syndrome. Yes, it's like the backup quarterback's always better than the starter for like yeah, three, well, until he gets in the game. Yeah, for three weeks, remember Josh Dobbs was the greatest player in NFL history. So when you see a guy like Kamara not turn it over and actually play hard on defense and get a steal, you're like, oh my god, this guy's really good. No, he's not. It's just <laughs> he he isn't Luke Schencher. And we've set the bar nice and low. But I do love how fans think about players. That's great. I do the same thing with my teams. Yeah, you get excited about you get excited about some. Guy. You know who sucked that this uh, McCuller guy who's the lead. He's probably the player of the year in college basketball for yeah, Kansas. Yeah, freaking hated him last year. I'm texting my buddies like this guy's freaking terrible. Get him out of here. Now he's a first team All American. He's unbelievable. <laughs> Kevin McCuller. Anyway, we got some uh, nothing there, but you well, know. LeBron and Steph they want to team up. We'll get to that. What uh, what was UCLA supposed to do, huh? What were they supposed to do? <laughs> They're screwed. And I do have the history of the two minute warning. Yeah. Uh, here though is Buck with SportsCenter. So Brian Windhorst is reporting that LeBron James and Steph Curry want to team up, and they want to play under Steve Kerr. So the Warriors called the owner of the Warriors called Jeannie Buss, the mm-hmm. owner of the Lakers, and said, hey, we want LeBron. Yeah, because there was some talk leading up to the deadline that the Lakers would be open to trading LeBron, but then it was quickly shot down. So Jeannie was like, well, talk to Rich Paul. I don't know. Yeah. And Rich Paul shot him down, which is weird, because apparently LeBron wants to play with Steph. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I don't know why he shot him down, but it'd be a well, maybe it's just not the time, or you know, maybe he wants to go there in free agency and, and not, you know, via trade. I mean, who knows? Well, it apparently did not get to the point where the Warriors were able to make some offers. I don't know what they would offer anyway if they're keeping Steph. Like, what else? I mean, what are you going to offer the Lakers? Chris Paul? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you, I mean, I mean, Wiggins. It, well, if you're dealing the yeah, I mean, guess that was the the talk is that maybe that Wiggins would would be moved. Well, I think, come on, for LeBron. I, I mean, LeBron's old. I mean, he how, is, but my how many God. years does he have left? The, I mean, if you're the Lakers, like obviously you've been you've been ham and egg in this thing for the last couple of years. You got a title out of him when he when he got there. People tend to, to tend to forget that. But if you're L.A., 
I don't know. Do you consider yourself contenders right now, or you know? Is, uh, well, it, they've kind of gotten it together a little bit. I think with LeBron and AD, you always feel like you're in it. Yeah. And if you trade LeBron, you ain't in it. I mean, they're ninth right now. I mean, they're three games above 500. They're well, in the playing for God's sakes. Yeah, but the year they won it. Well, no, that was the that was the lock or the COVID year. But was it when was it last year or two years ago? They were, I don't know, six or seven and. Yeah. Or they're in the play-in tournament, and they went all the way to the West Finals. Like, look, if, if when you have LeBron and AD, you have a chance. I, I guess my my question is, if you're the Lakers, at some point, do you have to realize that you have a 39 soon to be? Well, I guess this year will be 39. Going into next year, you'll have a 40 year old LeBron James. I don't know. Or if you're LeBron, do you do you realize that? Hey, if all I'm doing is is trying to play for another championship. Is there a better opportunity somewhere else? I think it'd be a hell of a thing. I mean, he's already run titles in Miami. Has, has anyone ever won a title with four teams? I mean, he's won one everywhere he's been. Won one in L.A., Cleveland, and Miami. Can you imagine the story if, if he left after this year and teamed up with Steph Curry and, and Golden State and they managed to get another one? Holy hell. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to watch them play together. I would. I'd be awesome. But I would hate them. Would you? I like I like Curry a lot. Yeah. I don't like LeBron. I respect the hell out of LeBron. I think he's unbelievable. But I just don't. I wouldn't like that. Uh, I would. I don't like that the Warriors would sign Durant and that, and then win a title and then sign LeBron and then win a. T- Get out of here with well, that. I don't know if LeBron going. Uh, Golden State sucks too. Look, I. I well, don't... you just said if they, if he won another title. Yeah. So I, I. So I was operating off of that idea and i just don't i don't like that because they won they get durant they already win a bunch of titles then they get durant win another title they can't even be stopped and then you get LeBron. then you suck and then you get lebron and win a title no 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 no. get out of here with that it'll be very interesting to see what he does because like you said he's got a player option after this year for 51 million bucks you just take your 51 million you stay in la and whatever or you know do you do you cash that in and uh you know, go saddle up one more place. You imagine like LeBron taking a, a fairly cheap deal and ended up in, you know, it, who's going to have money to go out and, and actually do something next year. And I know they've been riddled with some injuries, but the Knicks, yeah, the Knicks are a good team. The Knicks have something cooking there. You imagine if LeBron shut it down and then took a, a, a below market deal to go play for New York. Go in Madison Square Garden and try to win one. He goes and teams up with Giannis and, and Dame in Milwaukee. So be, no, be cool. no player has ever won a title with four teams. Robert Ory won with three. Rockets, Lakers, Spurs. LeBron has obviously won with three, and uh, John Sally won with three. Yeah, Pistons, Bulls, Lakers, and no one's ever been the key component. I mean, even the people that have won three. I mean, no offense to any of those guys, and not that Robert Ory wasn't a, a, a big deal. Sally at the end was just on the coattails, but no one's been a key cog in in three title teams, let alone four. And even LeBron at 40 years old, if he ended up with a place that he wouldn't have to carry the load, be freaking amazing. You want to talk about adding to your legacy or, or putting the crowning achievement on your goat case? Go do that. All right. Well, LeBron has a $51 million player option yeah. this offseason. It's a lot of money to turn down. That's a lot of dough. <laughs> and he's in L.A. He doesn't need it, though. So I don't, I don't know. I don't see him going there, but never know. That'd be cool. I would... For for my just rooting interest, I would love to see him take a crack somewhere else. I'd love to see him leave L.A. and, you know. Text line saying, what about when the Clippers build their new arena, Bronny and Braun just go over there, they stay in L.A., that they cross town to a different team. 
I suppose. Right. I got. Why are we the Bronny sucks <laughs> again? Well, we you just, suck, but it's it's only because LeBron has said that's the biggest priority to him. It so is it's so like, fascinating to me. Like he sucks. He is not. He is a bad college basketball player. Yeah. Well, he's a freshman. But his dad's the greatest basketball player ever. He's like, if you want me, you got to take my crap-ass son. I want nothing more. <laughs> this is my dream of dreams, the LeBron to force someone to take his crappy-ass kid. Imagine if Griffey Sr. pulled Griffey Jr. up there and he was just canning all over the place. <laughs> it was just swing and a miss, swing and a miss. You want to talk about the ultimate... You see this in business a lot, you know, just... The, just yeah, as my kid. I'm going to make him the... Making him the vice president of, of operations. Boy, have we ever seen anything like this? You see it in college where they take someone's crappy brother or someone's dad gets a coaching position, right? Didn't they do it like Mario Chalmers, Kansas game? Like a, well, the Ducks had a Mariota and a Herbert come in after yeah. Mariota and Herbert. Yeah, you're like, hey, you know, here, just go ahead and give this a They're give this fine. A whirl. They're good. Patrick is. But I, I, I want to see someone be forced to draft Bronny James as a – a guy is averaging five and three, and he's going to get drafted one and done because LeBron's like, look, you want me to sign there? You draft my crappy kid. Tell you what, Blazers had a shot at LeBron. You'd be taking Bronny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can Let him do- play on the remix, baby. Hell yeah. Can we do it as a second-round pick, or do we have to take him with a first? I think you have to take him with a, a late first. Late first. He, I mean, lottery- Well, the big question is how many other teams want to do it. Because if, if no one else thinks he's worth it, then you, maybe you can wait to the second. But if one team wants to to make sure they get him— They'll do it. Someone drafts him out of spite just because they don't want LeBron. Like, they don't want LeBron to go to, you know, the Clippers or whatever. So someone drafts Bronny out of spite. He just keeps climbing the ladder, even though he's terrible. All right. I got to give you. Well, I want to get to the UCLA stuff, but we have not been able to do that. The Super Bowl talk has taken over our show. It happens. Last two days. So we'll get to that tomorrow. I'll give you the history of the two minute warning coming up next. (laughs) Because college is thinking about adding it. I'm intrigued. Which is not really that big of a... Like, who cares? Like, yeah. Well, and they've already done away with the yeah. stupid first down... Uh, exactly. Stop the clock, except for the final So it's two kind minutes. of a formality, but yeah. uh, it is kind of weird in college they don't have it. Yeah. So we'll get to that uh, next as we wrap up the sports hour on The Fam. All right, well, college football, they don't really know if they're going to... Uh, implement this or how much support there is for it, but they're talking about adding a two-minute warning, which, yeah, whatever. But I was reading the uh, Athletic article about this today, and the, he had a little blurb in there about the origin of the uh, two-minute warning. I've never thought about the origin of the two-minute warning. I just uh, always know it's there and uh, not there in college. And now it's gone. Oh, for Pete's sake. second. On the fan sports. Yeah, the NFL has had a two-minute warning since 1942. Did you know that? I did not. Like I said, it's always just been there. The concept was first introduced simply because officials kept the official time, not the stadium, so the stoppage let everyone know the clock situation. Oh. It's a bit like stoppage time in soccer. So this lets everyone know, hey, we're getting close to the end? Yeah. Well, that's kind of fun. And then it says, as the sport grew, stadium clocks became official and TV took over. The two-minute warning stayed in place in order to support commercials and drama. Can you imagine playing a football game and there being no clock? Like, the players aren't aware of it. The fans aren't aware of it. Right. The only way you would know is if it flashes the two-minute warning. Yeah. Like you're, that's Make it kind of interesting. That's kind of crazy. I mean, because in soccer, yeah, you have the extra time, but you know when you're going into extra time, and they do hold up like the plus six, which isn't, it's not a steadfast thing, but you at least you have a rough idea. Yeah. 
Well, that's I, the history of I the two-minute warning. I did not know yeah. that that was why the two-minute warning is there. there I go. do like it. There's some strategy behind it, you know, it's, especially, you know, with the, the use of timeouts. I just, I wish college would do away with the first down uh, clock stoppage, even during the, the final two minutes. I think it's stupid. I think it adds more drama and, and uh, more challenge to a, a game-ending drive. I think in college it's too easy. My biggest gripe with college rules is the one where if a player's knee goes down and no one touches him, he just has to stay down. Like yeah, I don't understand that either. I think it was initially a safety thing, safety but thing. at this point in time, we're at a spot where we have these incredible athletes making these leaping grabs or doing whatever. Like, yeah. Let them just get up and keep running. The dumbest rule in college is the ejection on the, that the targeting. Too? That, that, too? that one is just... It's just absurd. And then losing a half the yes, next game? It is absolutely absurd. If I could, If I could change one rule in any sport, it would simply be that because it's just because some of them are just so incidental and not bad at all. But by the letter of the law, if you hit someone with the with your helmet and it's targeting, it's like thanks for coming. Especially a lot of times when the, the we see it all the time the ball carrier changes his trajectory, like the guy goes to make a tackle yeah. and the dude lowers himself. It's not really his fault. It's not his fault. But it, I mean. By the spirit of the rule, yep. it is yep. it's your, targeting. It's your responsibility, and so they... But they, it shouldn't be ejection. No. 15-yard penalty, fine, but but the ejection, eh, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. And then, like you said, the whole stupid, if it's in the, the second half, then you're out the first half of the yeah, next game. Yeah, the next game. It's, it's, it's <clears> dumb. All right, yet another should they have turned the plane around story. We'll kick off the club next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.